If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, ever get frustrated when your burrito falls apart? Students at Johns Hopkins Hopkins using... Hopkins. John Hopkins <laughs> University have developed an edible tape that may solve the problem forever. Dubbed Tasty Tape, the water-activated adhesive is naturally clear, and they hope to patent it. Wait, did they just invent fruit roll-ups? <laughs> I don't know. These keep your burritos taped together and don't affect the flavor. So I think of the texture yeah. the, of a fruit roll-up. It sounds like they just did that. Second, would you eat dog food? For a week, Mm-mm. if you got paid $6,000, a vegan dog food company is offering just that. And finally, in the world of food, good news, Krispy Kreme, uh, if you, you're graduating from high school or college and wear your cap and gown to any Krispy Kreme on May 25th, you'll get a free 2022 grad dozen donuts. And Ooh. it's not just the glaze. There's like yeah. four donuts that are specialty donuts. Did that with uh, our daughter, April. It was, I remember she, that. She missed everything because of COVID. There was yeah. no, no nothing. So they were like, wear your cap and gown. You get a free free dozen donut. Anytime they had something like that. It was like, April, jump in the, grab your cap and gown, jump in the car. <laughs> That's awesome. You've been robbed of a graduation, but we're going to take advantage of all this stuff. Right. Do you need a hug? Coming up, who <laughs> needs one more, husbands or wives? Hey, do you need a hug? I think I need a hug. <laughs> who, who do you think needs a hug more, husbands or wives. Yes. This is fascinating. Both. <laughs> That's what I thought. But um, get this. Women who hug their husbands reduce their stress levels, according to new research. But a husband hugging his wife doesn't have the same positive outcome for men. Women who hug their other half had a lower cortisol response to the stress. You know, that's the, the hormone that causes stress. Mm-hmm. So women, if you got an awkward social situation coming up, uh, maybe a big test, a scary job interview, have your hubby give you a big hug before you leave because mm. it's going to help your stress levels. Mm. But you're saying for men, it doesn't work. It doesn't do this. It doesn't have the same cortisol effect on I, men. I know why. I know why. We're going to talk about it in just a minute. I know why men experience it differently. Taylor's just sharing that men and women, husbands, wives, experience getting a hug uh, differently. With stress levels. Yeah. yeah. Stress Lowers level. it in women, but not in the guys. Yeah. So I, I got a theory on why it doesn't work with the guys. We're going to talk about it next. We're talking about men and women and how they experience getting a uh, a reassuring hug from their better half uh, differently. You're saying in women, it helps with stress with men. Not so much. And I I think I know why. I think it goes to um, how men have been taught that we're expected to behave and have everything under control. Right. We're supposed to be the strong, silent type. Nothing bothers us. Even the biggest problem. Oh, honey, I got this. And if your better half recognizes like you don't got this and you're really stressed about it, that facade is kind of crumbling away. And guys don't like that. They don't like that. They don't like that feeling that it's being recognized that something could be wrong and maybe I can't handle this. I think that's probably why. Wow. That I mean, you would think that they would say it because this wasn't a survey. This was an actual test, like cortisol levels, mm-hmm. like in saliva. Yeah. So it'd be it's wild that they could take something that's more psychological and make it psychosomatic, like it shows up in the, well, yeah. the spit test. Well, of course it will. Yeah, I mean, what, what we experience internally always always manifests itself 
physically. I mean, when people say they have anxiety and stuff, that's why they treat it with medication because they can physically do something about it. But and and by the way, I'm not one of those people that subscribes to this idea of toxic masculinity or whatever. But I think traditional male roles, we feel this responsibility not just to provide and protect, but provide protect. And make everybody feel like, oh, dad's got this. Oh, he's got this. And just having been a dad of four and a husband for quite a few years, I'm going to let you in on a secret. We don't always got it. (laughs) As a matter of fact, more times than not. (laughs) More times than not, we're making it up as we go along. I've got a great example of that, of Tracy needing reassurance and me doing the guy thing and being like, oh, oh, don't worry about it, honey, when I, I had no idea what was going on. And I bet other guys have done this, too. I'll tell you what that is next. We're talking about guys and how they want to give off this facade like they've got everything under control, everything's okay, it's all all smooth waters when underneath they're pedal, paddling like a duck, you know, trying to make it to the finish line. And a great example of that is uh, my wife and I, we used to, every summer, school would end and within like a week or two, we would head to the beach for a week with the kids. We'd run a beach house, and we'd go to the beach, and of course I had the job, the, the dad job of I had to carry everything to the beach every day, which was about two blocks away, which was Super fun <laughs> taking. We only have four kids, and we had to take six boogie boards. I don't know why. Didn't you have like a cart or something you would? Pull yeah, it they on? had a car. I put everything in the cart, but that still wasn't enough. There would be more. There was one time I had. I'm pulling the cart in one hand and the cooler in another. Wow, <laughs> it looked like a pack mule. But anyhow, we so we get to the beach and we'd set everything up. Get like eight towels or a big sheet down or whatever, and get the umbrella set and the chair set and everything right. Finally, sit down and my wife would go, "Where are the kids?" They're in the water. I don't know where the kids are. And I would go, oh, they're right there. I had no idea where they were. (laughs) (gasps) I just knew if I kept scanning the horizon, I would see them, that they were on their boogie boards and they were with their their sisters or their brother and they were fine. And sure enough, like within five seconds, I'd find them and I'd be like, man. If she's listening right now, is she finding out for the first time? No, she knows this. She knows Ah. this now. I waited until they were old enough, you know. That there, there was a statute of limitations yeah. that had expired by the time I told her that. Did she but, do a playful slap or what did she? Oh, she wasn't happy. And, yeah. and if grandkids ever come along, <laughs> no pressure. But if they ever come along. You're not allowed to take them to the pool. Well, if we do, she will not believe, oh, they're right there mm-hmm. <laughs> ever again. Here's what I'm wondering. Are your dogs weird? We have uh, five currently and every one of them is quirky, weird, has their little peculiarities. But... um. One of our girl dogs, Artessa, she does the strangest thing and we cannot figure it out. We think it's getting worse. She goes out in our backyard and she runs what we call figure eights. She just keeps running around. I don't know if it's cool or alarming. She just keeps running and running in these figure eights, fence to fence, just sniffing the ground with no apparent direction. She'll just be running in one direction and all of a sudden take a quick, quick turn left and a quick turn right and then a quick turn left and then all the way to the fence and then all the way back. It's bizarre, and you can't distract her. Like, if you call her and go, like, come on, if you call the dogs in, well, there's a, a treat jar. If you open the treat jar, they all come running. If she's doing the figure eight, she won't come running. She's not done checking the perimeter. Don't know what she's doing. It's so weird. I wonder why it's in a figure eight shape. We just say figure eights. It's in just random patterns. Mm. But we say figure eights because she's just running around from, like, fence to fence, then... Circles and squares. She's keeping and just the whole family the safe, making sure there's been no enemies nearby. Mm. I don't know. None of the other dogs join in. I mean, the other dogs will be kind of exhausted from chasing the ball or chasing each other, and they'll sit down in the shade on the porch. She's still out there. Doesn't matter how hot, how cold. She's just out there running around. 
She's and trying to keep herself sane in such a big pack. People have said, <laughs> is she anxious? Do you think maybe she's anxious? And one lady tried to sell me some doggy CBD, and I was like, no, no, no. Don't, I don't think that's it. I think she just, when she gets outside, for whatever reason, it's game on. Hmm. We, we always tease, like, maybe there's ferrets or gophers <laughs> underneath the ground yeah. and she can hear them or something yeah, or she's hunting or maybe i and in my most hopeful days i go maybe she is an oil sniffing dog <laughs> <laughs> and we're like the clamp gonna hit right there's oil right underneath Liquid right underneath gold, our house texas tea <laughs> maybe you should hire a dog whisperer maybe maybe something's up coming up you're gonna love hearing what's being done to help parents desperate to find baby formula Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. <laughs> good Gotta turn the volume up. <laughs> hey, do your friends have... Yeah, this is why they won't let me have the remote control yeah, at home. <laughs> right, exactly. Do you have any friends having a hard time finding baby formula? Our friend Mary just had a baby girl in March, and it has been a struggle. So check this out. A restaurant owner in Mansfield, Texas... Did something to help out, and it's, it's so cool to see what he did to help with this baby formula shortage. He was able to buy hundreds of cans of it from a food distributor, and he gave it away for free. Wow. He says he just wanted to do something to pay people yeah. back for all the support they gave him when his restaurant was hit really hard by COVID, and this was his way of giving back. Cool is that? Way to go, dude. Wow. That is awesome. We have a joke in our family. Maybe you have someone in your family that does this. No matter what my wife has bought, oh, it was right around twenty dollars. <laughs> doesn't matter what it was. She, she could come home with a new car. How much was that? Eh, about twenty bucks. <laughs> That's hilarious. So some cost discrepancies when you investigate a little further, they do happen. But boy, I was faced with a big one yesterday. Tracy said, "Oh, it shouldn't be more than ten dollars," and this thing was way more expensive. Tell you about it next. So uh, last night, my wife said, hey, would you mind running to the vet? Or, yeah, I think I mentioned our dog, Charlie. He's got a heart thing yeah. going on. So he's on some heart meds. And uh, it just came into the vet, his prescription did. And she said, go pick it up. And um, by the way, put this new card on file there to pay for stuff. But this should only be about $10. It's only about 10 capsules till the rest of them come in the mail. Okay. Great. So I walk into the vet and they're like, hey, great to see you. And they, I said, and I did the whole card thing and stuff. So they just rang it up without really saying how much it was. Mm-hmm. And they handed it back to me and said, would you like a printed or email receipt? I said, why don't you print it and I'll tuck it in the box. That way Tracy can see it. It's $150. <gasps> Ouch. How many capsules now, were in there? That was the difference. It was 50, not 10. And okay. I don't know if there was. I, so I got home and I said to Trace, I was like, I don't know if you're going to have to call or and we'll just keep these, and you can cancel the ones coming in the mail. But we got the jumbo box, <laughs> and it was a little bit more than yeah. $10. It was $150. Charlie's Ouch. worth it, by the way. Uh, and 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 by the way, these you cut these, these you only give them a half dose. You cut them in half, so oh, it's really like a it's bit. like a hundred. Yeah. So she was like, "No, nah, we'll just we'll just keep it." I'm just. I don't know who told me it was going to be 10, but I'm wondering, um, this follows a pattern in, of Tracy. She always downplays stuff. How much was that? About $20. If she says something was about 20 bucks, I know it's probably about 40 <laughs> <laughs> She cuts it in half. And I don't know why she does that. I tend to do the opposite. I'll overestimate. I'll go, you know, how much do you think that's going to be? I'll go, well, I'm thinking 20 so let's, let's just 
let's just assume it's going to be about 30. Mm -hmm. She does the exact opposite. (laughs) And I'm wondering what's going on in our brains. What makes us do that? And are we the only couple that does that? Do you tend to downplay how much something costs? Well, your spouse will will overestimate just to be sure you've got enough. How do you guys roll? Would love to hear from you. Does this sound similar to you and your better half have conversations like this? Hey, Jen, we're talking about what happens with my wife and I. She tends to underestimate or downplay how much things cost, and I'll overestimate. What, what about you and your better half? We are the complete opposite. I am the one that overestimates it because I hate to be short on things. Whereas mm. if you ask my sweet husband how much something was, Say it was one hundred and ninety nine dollars. He'll say, "Oh, it's a hundred. Yes, that's what Tracy does. It's like the ninety nine doesn't exist. <laughs> down by a lot. Hilarious. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely, love you guys. Have a great day. We, we've talked about this before. We're both big fans of Facebook memories, right? It's like mm-hmm. a, a almost like a time capsule. Yeah. And I had a memory come up, Taylor. I don't know what I was thinking. But eight years ago today, I posted something about I was taking a 30-day caffeine-free challenge. I remember that. What? That was the best 30 days in history. Why did you not stop me? I'm like, look at this. It's like, did I do it? You were awesome. Because I, you... I remember giving up for Lent one time, and I was miserable. I'll you never did do that it. again. And like your family, I don't know, they told you to your face and behind your back that you were just like a new man. That you were so much more peaceful and no. so much more calm no. and you're happier. No. And I noticed it too. Like you just were like chill, man. You weren't like this high intensity. I like high intensity. Kev. Van. No, it was so no, great. No, no. High intensity. Kev it was is my the favorite I like. 30. I think it's a sign <laughs> from God that you saw no. that on your well, memories. I think God wants you to do I it I reposted again. the little meme, caffeine free 30 day challenge. And I put, if you ever hear of me participating in this, there is something very, very wrong. Please intervene. <laughs> I mean, I never forget your wife, Tracy came to visit at the radio station uh, and we kind of like, you went down the hall and he was like, she goes, how about Kev with no caffeine? I'm like, I know, right? He's like a whole new person. And she was like no. giddy, like a schoolgirl at no. how happy she was that you were so happy. No. Without all that I'd caffeine. Have to, if I didn't have all the caffeine, I'd have to stop doing radio. I'd be one of those. Like no, they make fun of on 30 days. No, like, they, like they make fun of on Saturday Night Live. The. The really calm NPR people. No, you That's weren't like that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. You just didn't get mad and like you were just chill. Like when stress happened, you were like, we got this. Yeah. Like you were just, you mm. were a energetic, non-stressed out version of yourself. It was Hard disagree. so great. Hard disagree. We're moving on. <laughs> Sorry. I was rewriting history. <laughs> Think about it for a second. How busy are you anyway? Coming up, the type of person most likely to wish they could clone themselves. So how busy are you? This is the type of person who's so overwhelmed that they're most likely to wish they could clone themselves. Moms. (laughs) You're close. Gotta be moms. You're close. It's moms between the ages of 26 and 41. Mm. Nine in 10 moms in that age range are so busy, they dream about cloning themselves. Seven in 10 moms often hold back their feelings and don't tell their husband or their family when they're feeling stressed because they don't think they'll get the support they need. Or they're afraid they'll feel like a failure if they say something. Mm. Most moms say they need four clones to handle all their jobs and tasks like housekeeper, babysitter, personal assistant, 
to keep their lives organized. Chef, laundry, tutor, and chauffeur. Right. Why share on a daily basis if you're feeling overwhelmed in a calm manner when you can just bottle those emotions and explode on everyone once a month? No, you did not. Oh, my goodness. I just felt nothing but compassion for young moms. When four clones just accomplish oh, all I they think, do? I feel wow. compassion, absolutely. I'm just highlighting with comedy the reality of what happens. It's not good to do that. Not good. Ask, yeah. ask your husband to, like, turn off Sports Center and get in the game with you. So here's what I'm wondering. We're talking about moms and how they uh, they have so much on their plates. They wish they could clone themselves. <laughs> um, but I am wondering about what I was joking about. What do you do to handle those emotions that you feel when everything is on you? The kids come home from school with more on your to add more to your to do list. Like we need end of the school year cupcakes, mom. And I volunteered you. Great. Like uh. I've got room in my day for that. Do you bottle that? Do you stuff it? And have those blow-ups like I was talking about? Or are you good at letting your other half know, hey, I need some help. You need to help me out here. How do you roll in your house? So, Megan, you heard young moms wish they could clone themselves. They're so busy. And then they're not really likely to speak out to their husband when they're overwhelmed. What do you think? How do you feel about that? Yes, I feel this so strongly. So, um, I'm 29, so I'm in that little age bracket. And I'm a first-grade teacher. My husband's a nurse. We have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And wow. if I could have a clone, that would be so great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what we do, you know, of course, like, just prayer because it definitely like reminds me of my need for the Lord. I'm like, oh, I could not do this. Um, but also I make tons of to-do lists and our calendar's on the fridge and the to-do lists are on the fridge. And I told my husband, like, take a glance at the to-do list when you're in the kitchen. And if there's anything you can help me with, like, that would be great. And so that's Ooh. been really helpful because then he's like able to see what I need yeah. help with. And, what, are, um, what are some of the things that he steps up and says, hey, I knocked that off the list, hon? Uh, he gets car wash he'll do the laundry he'll bake dinners in advance sometimes because you know he's off like four days a week since he's a nurse and so on his off days he really pitches in and it's such a huge help like i'll come home and the laundry's done i'm like oh my goodness thank you so much many moms are listening right now going you have the dream man (laughs) (laughs) oh he's a great can i send my husband to hang with your husband for some lessons (laughs) (laughs) oh he's great well i love listening to you guys i've been listening for about 10 years since i moved up here for college and oh wow great hey mary it's kevin and taylor we're talking about moms how much is on their plate and how do they handle the emotional turmoil that can come with that? Are you more likely to ask your hubby for some help or do you stuff those emotions and just keep soldiering on? I am guilty of stuffing them until maybe I explode a little <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then ask for help in like maybe maybe a crying fit. I don't know that that's ever really happened. Wink, wink. Mm. But um, yeah, once I'll just emotionally overloaded and then cryingly ask my husband for help after that happens you find like things get better in the short term long term because i know for me when our kids were little i'd be like oh tracy she is like in the groove she's got this mom thing down pat and meanwhile she was barely treading water and i, and I didn't know it oh totally i think women just naturally just take on as much as they can because they want to be caregivers their partners their men just don't realize how much they're doing 
Mm. And I'm lucky that my husband, like, if I bring it up, he's really good about stepping in and helping. Most of the time, it's in the long term. But, I mean, there are clothes on my floor right now. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Everybody has that. Two or three laundry baskets going, and you can't remember which basket's clean, which one's dirty, so you just wash them all again. You got to do the sniff test. (laughs) How bad is it? Can I get away with this? See, the sniff test would work if you didn't have kids dropping dirty clothes into the clean clothes (laughs) basket and leaves you going i have no idea what this is just wash it again yeah just wash it again so you ever done this you're like out somewhere and you meet people and you think i could so be friends with these people Hmm. um that happened to me my friend heidi she took me out for an early birthday dinner the other night and we were at this restaurant this has never happened to me before uh, but i haven't i'm not i don't go out that much (laughs) so maybe you're like kev you're gonna go like oh i totally know what that is so you scan a QR code on the table yeah, and, get your menu. and you get your menu and you order on your phone and even pay on your phone. Mm-hmm. So you have a waitress, but you barely see her. Right. And we kept looking for her, looking for her, looking for her. We never could get her. And we really just wanted a picture. So there was this um, young woman in the table next to us and I could tell she was kind of playing on her phone. So I thought, well, she's a phone person anyway. It won't be a big deal for her to just take a picture real quick. And so she did. And then her mom was like, no, get it from this angle and have them stand over there in front of that sunshine. <laughs> and it was, was like, it turned into it a photo <laughs> shoot. And then we ended up, we're side by side, our tables. We ended up having the best conversation with them. Uh, this mother-daughter, you can tell they absolutely love being a family. Hmm. And mom was so proud of her daughter and what her daughter did for her on Mother's Day. She's like, I don't want stuff. I don't need more stuff. I want an experience. And so she took her to a roller skating rink. <laughs> and they went roller skating. That's what she wanted. And then she put on a really nice picnic for her. Hmm. And she was just glowing and glowing. And her daughter's glowing like, yeah, I did that for my mom. And it was on to the guise of... All the photos had to be perfect. And then at the very end, the daughter goes, and shout out to dad who let me put everything on his credit card. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I said, oh, you should have left that information out of the story. (laughs) They were so sweet. I just loved hanging out with them. I can totally be their friends. Boy, it is that time of the school year, isn't it? Um, Award ceremonies, graduation ceremonies. Well, our producer Griffin had one of those award ceremonies for his little kids last Hmm. night. We're going to find out how it went next. So end of the school year, Griffin's in the studio with us, and you had an award ceremony with the kids last night? We did, yes. It was for my daughter, daughter Eloise. She's in pre-K, and they had a little awards night for her. What what do they give awards for in uh, in pre-K? The teacher kind of like makes up awards for them comes oh, up with a little cute. something for each kid something yeah. unique you get the good friend award you right. get the yes. shared your lunch award exactly and that's basically what eloise got my daughter she got the accepting classmate award Aww. for being such a good friend always including others making room for others and get out yeah so that's she got so that cool this introverted little yes. girl mm-hmm. on the first day of school you know we take her to her classroom sit her at her desk and she is like on the verge of tears, like barely holding yeah. it together. And Sarah was in Sarah tears. Sarah was in tears. <laughs> um, I don't think she t- truly talked to her teacher for a couple months. Mm. But wow. now she's at the point where like she gets to school and t- tells her teacher everything. 
And obviously she's right. friends with everyone in the class. Sometimes, sometimes tells her teacher too much. Yeah, I think so, right? The teacher knows everything that's going on in our lives, everything. You have no idea how happy this makes me. Go Eloise. I know, it made us she's a little proud. She's overcome her fear and reached out and okay. loved others. So yeah. Sarah was crying on the first day because she was worried about her. Was right. she crying last night oh, because yeah, she's proud of her? Yeah, exactly, yes. Aww. Pretty much in tears, just so happy for Eloise and the growth we've seen, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was really cool. That's the best. That's yeah. a framer right there. Yes. If it's a certificate. It's a little certificate. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, will she be in the same school next year? Or does she move on to a different? Same school. Yeah. Same school. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So that's she'll good. continue to blossom. Yeah. Oh, yeah for sure. She's oh. going to be so out. She's going to be class president. Great. Congrats, man. <laughs> Coming up, you've heard of comfort food, but have you heard of comfort shows? You've heard of comfort foods, right? You know, you eat some pizza or some mashed potatoes when you're stressed, but have you heard of comfort shows? It's basically a method of dealing with stress and a way to unwind. And uh, more than half of Americans say they watch comfort shows or movies as a self-soothing technique for relieving anxiety or stress. They say watching your favorite TV series can encourage the release of dopamine, which creates a sense of euphoria. Dopamine basically says to your brain, you're enjoying this. Keep it up. So (laughs) what type of show or movie is considered a comfort show to you? Well, that all comes down to your person personality and your personal preference. Hmm. I think it probably comes down to does the show have characters that you care about? Because that's usually the what makes any show work for you, right? Is you mm-hmm. you're invested in the characters and it's also why you're you're sad when those shows you've been binge watched come to an end. I was really surprised that some people like crime shows as their comfort shows. Oh yeah, my daughter Amber, oh, true I can't crime. Do it. She's so hooked on those. My mom loves Law and Order. There's some of those episodes where I'm just like so creeped out afterwards. I can't sleep. I think that's not a comfort show. for When me. you hear about horrific things happening outside of your world, it's like, it makes your world, no matter how bad it is, be like, well, at least it's not that bad. <laughs> have you ever had this happen to you? I've never have. Uh, your house gets struck by lightning. I think we've had. You know what? No, we did have that happen. Remember our uh, our direct TV got knocked out for a couple days. Okay. And it was a lightning strike. So I'm assuming it hit our house if it took out the direct TV. Nobody else, just us in the neighborhood. For my mom, hmm. it was her house in Jupiter, Florida, where I grew up. The same house I grew up in. I can still go stay in my in my bedroom. Did this when just I was happen? Girl. It happened a couple of days ago, and she was in the middle of a big project. My niece Alyssa is going to be a bridesmaid. And my mom is such a seamstress. She sewed all the bridesmaids' dress for my wedding. She sewed my prom dress. So Alyssa comes over and says, hey, can you hem this bridesmaids' dress for me? And it's three layers. And my mom's working and working and working. Well, all of a sudden, the house gets struck by lightning. Boom. And her sewing machine is kaputz. Mm. So all of, she's got five daughters. So all us girls are texting each other on the side like we got to get mom a new sewing machine this is like her bliss she serves so many people she's made blankets for kids in need Mm -hmm. um so we're looking at models and my sister suzanne called the other day and she is at my mom's house she lives right down the street and i hear my mom in the background and there we're she's like hey i'm over here at mom's house we're trying to figure out what sewing machine she's gonna need and we don't want it to be too high tech because she's not into that (laughs) Um, and we're talking and talking and talking. And my sister brought the puppy she's fostering over. And all of a sudden, I hear my mom in the background. This is three days after the lightning strike. Uh-huh. And I hear her go, oh, my goodness. 
After three days, the sewing machine rose from the dead. <laughs> it started working again. And my mom has a surge protector to the whole house. But she says, I promise, I've tried to get this sewing machine to work every single day since this surge, the lightning strike happened. It just started working on day three. <laughs> so now we all have to come up with a different gift for mom. She and dad have a big wedding anniversary coming up. We were just going to make the gift all for The her. sewing machine. Yeah, but now we don't know what to get them because they, they can if, never leave the house. Here's what and, I'm wondering, because you always talk about your dad and, uh, and how spiritual he is. And mm-hmm. he's got this deep, deep prayer life. Oh, I yeah. wonder if he prayed for the sewing machine without her knowing it. Maybe. Boom, it came back it to life. rose on the third day. The nickname that thing Lazarus. <laughs>